0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, sermon videos, and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 called The Resurrection Body.
1: Paul shifts from agricultural realities to different kinds of flesh, and different kinds of celestial bodies or glories. Look at verse 39. All flesh is not the same flesh. He's still talking about how the resurrection body will work, but there is one flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh of birds, and another of fish. Now we move from plant life to human and animal life, and you can see that Uh, fish and birds, for example, are given bodies for their environment, right? So it doesn't amaze you that a fish is under the water and he doesn't have to go back up to the surface. He's been made for that environment. And some of the people in the church were saying, well, how can the perishable take on the imperishable? And how can flesh and blood inherit the kingdom of God? How, how could you make the jump, if you will? How could you move from this environment to that and be okay? Well, look at animal life. Look at the different types of flesh of animals, of reptiles and birds and fish. They are given a body suitable to their environment. And your new body will be suitable to your new environment. That's how flesh and blood will be able to inherit the kingdom of heaven It is because of the change or the transformation. He doesn't stop there. He moves from earth to heaven, from below to above, saying 40. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another. There's one glory of the sun. We move now from botany to astronomy, another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For star differs from star in glory. Paul now moves to astronomy. The word glory is doxa. The sun shines in its brilliance. The moon has more of a soft glow. The heavenly triad of sun, moon, and stars. The stars twinkle. They each have a varying radiance. And so it will be in the resurrection. In fact, Daniel 12, 3 says, and those who are wise, this is a last day's resurrection verse, shall shine like the brightness of the sky above. And those who turn many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. Remember when angels show up in some of the uh, narratives of the Bible and people are freaked out and the angels are real. Come on, come on, Veggie Tale fans. They're real shiny. Apparently, one day, you are going to be real shiny. You're going to have your new body. It's going to be a new you, and you're going to have a new shine, a new sheen. Praise God. In uh, the book of Matthew, Jesus is talking about some of these subjects of the end of the age. And he says, then, Matthew 13, 43, the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. hear. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels shall come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous, will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, Matthew 13, 41 through 43, but he is quick to add that the righteous will shine like the sun. These examples, so also, 42, 1 Corinthians 15, is the resurrection body of the dead. It is sown probably looking back now to the plant analogy, a perishable perishable body, it is raised how? Imperishable. Right now, sad to say, you and I are perishable. Now, if you've ever bought food that says it's perishable, you know it has a date. Best if used by this date. Uh, we used to have uh, <laughs> one of our youth pastors here. He'll remain unnamed for political reasons. He could have something in the refrigerator for two or three weeks, and I'm talking chicken and stuff like that, and he would eat it after it had been there for weeks, and we'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, it's fine. And some of you have like an iron stomach, and I I understand, sort of, some of that, some of that, but we have a perishable date. It's in fine print on the bottom of your foot. If you ever look really closely. No, I'm just kidding. It's not there. I sometimes joke my lovely wife here was uh, born in Japan. My beautiful blonde wife was born in Japan and it says right on the bottom of her foot, made in Japan. I'm not kidding, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was getting the wife nod right there like, we'll talk later. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we'll try to recover from that one. We are now subject to decay. Think of how many industries are trying to fight back decay. Perishability. I use some of the products. You may too, because we're all trying to slow it down, right? You know, put on the moisturizer and try to deal with this or that. But the truth of the matter is decay is still winning. We are perishable. But this perishable will become imperishable, which means no longer subject to decay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, you go to the dentist, and the dentist shows before and after pictures of, this is how you can avoid decay, and this is how you can find out, there's seven tests to find out if you have this particular gum disease, which will make all of your teeth fall out. Aren't you glad you're sitting in the dentist chair right now? Have you ever been in the dentist chair and the dentist says to you, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh what? Well, uh, you've got, uh, so have you been flossing? How many of you uh, enjoy the, the comedian Brian Regan? He talks about going to the dentist. And he says, the dentist is the one place where I feel like a little kid. He says, you kind of shrink down in the chair and they say to you, have you been flossing lately? And you're like, he shrinks down, and he goes, not since the last time you did it. <laughs> we have a shelf life but when the resurrection happens we will no longer be subject to decay we'll have a body that's appropriate for ongoing celestial existence if you will In 2 Corinthians 5, 1 and 2, Paul says, we know if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house, this body, we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. We're moving from a tent in the resurrection to a permanent building, baby. You should be able to get excited about the resurrection, amen? Or as the Jeffersons used to put it, we're moving on up. All right, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) To use the Bible, we'll be in a condition where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more disease, no more death. Yesterday, my wife and I were at uh, Maddie Osborne's 91st uh, birthday party. Sweet lady that we have a long history with. And she was married to a a man named Joe, Joe Osborne, who since has gone to be home with the Lord, and they're they're doing pictures at Maddie's uh, birthday party of, you know, uh, her childhood and teenage years and a bunch of pictures with Joe, and another gentleman that I got to know uh, years ago named Dick Dale, and Joe and uh, Richard uh, introduced me to the game of golf. I'm not sure if I should be grateful for that or not. But uh, I remember some wonderful times with those guys. And Joe was just an old, wonderful, retired Navy guy. He was San Francisco PD. He was very patriotic, just just this great man of God. And every time he would see see me, he would say, Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. And I would say, Hey, Joey. Everybody had to have a Y on their name. We called Richard Dickey. And it was a lot of fun to be around these guys. And I was looking at pictures of Joe, and Joe's gone. And I started thinking, man, I miss Joe. But you know what? I'm going to see Joe again. And, yeah, and I was thinking about this message and thinking about a lot of your loved ones and ones that you've had to lay to rest. And a lot of those cases, I've been there with you, and you've been there as we've looked, at the, we've looked to the Lord together. And we proclaim the resurrection in those moments, right? And we ha- often had groups of people that we were hoping would hear about the hope of that resurrection in the light of our mortality. You see, the body is sown in dishonor, 43, you could say infamy or disgrace. It is raised in glory. That's the word doxa again. It is sown in weakness, is the resurrection body. It is raised in what? It is raised in power. See, if we are children, we are heirs also, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. Romans 8:17. Philippians 3:20 20 and21 says, "Our citizenship is in heaven we eagerly await for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that it enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. I remember years ago, Dr. Walter Martin, who was the apologetic Bible answer man of his time and still continues to wield influence in the world, I know that I had heard that in his latter years he had diabetes and he had to do the radio program with his feet up and he said, these bodies that end up embarrassing us will be changed. And they're gonna be changed into a glorious body unto like our Lord. As the story goes, Walter Martin was found dead in a posture of prayer as he sought the Lord and the Lord took him home.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
1: As you know, the coronavirus pandemic has forced local and state governments to make some regulations to keep people safe. That means Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor, must resort to live streaming their Wednesday night and Sunday morning services. Many churches are having to face the same shutdown to abide by social distancing regulations. If your church is unable to live stream their service, we invite you to fellowship with us from the comfort of your home during this unfortunate time. Visit walkintruth.com and click on church. That's walkintruth.com. Click on church.
0: Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from Scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Again, that's Step Closer as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer, and you can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: Everybody had to have a Y on their name. We called Richard Dickey. And it was a lot of fun to be around these guys. And I was looking at pictures of Joe and Joe's gone. And I started thinking, man, I miss Joe. But you know what? I'm going to see Joe again. And yeah, and I was thinking about this message and thinking about a lot of your loved ones and ones that you've had to lay to rest. And a lot of those cases I've been there with you and you've been there as we've looked, at the, we've looked to the Lord together. And we proclaim the resurrection in those moments, right? And we often had groups of people that we were hoping would hear about the hope of that resurrection in the light of our mortality. You see, the body is sown in dishonor, 43. You could say infamy or disgrace. It is raised in glory. That's the word doxa again. It is sown in weakness, is the resurrection body. It is raised in what? It is raised in power. See, if we are children, we are heirs also, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. Romans 8 17. Philippians 3:20 20 and 21 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. We eagerly await for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that it enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. I remember years ago, Dr. Walter Martin, who was the apologetic Bible answer man of his time and still continues to wield influence in the world. I, I know that I had heard that in his latter years, he had diabetes and he had to do the radio program with his feet up. And he said, these bodies that end up embarrassing us, will be changed. And they're going to be changed into a glorious body unto like our Lord. As the story goes, Walter Martin was found dead in a posture of prayer as he sought the Lord and the Lord took him home. This resurrection body, 44, is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Now, don't think of like a spirit here. Think of a new body or a spiritual body. It's soma. It's the idea of dominated by the spirit, if you will. It's not lacking physicality. It's like Jesus's body, but it's spiritual, if you will. There's a natural body, the one we inherited from our parents or from Adam, and that there's a spiritual body. It's the difference between the natural and the spiritual The natural body of Adam made from the dust of the ground. God formed him, breathed the breath of life into him. The supernatural body, if you will, the spiritual body is going to be different. But God is going to be the one who makes it fitted for the new age. And so Paul winds down by saying these words. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam, that's Jesus, became what? a life-giving spirit. This is a synonym for his power to raise the dead. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives life them life, even the Son gives life to whom he wishes. If you have the Son, you have the life. 1 John 5:12. If you don't have the Son of God, you do not have this life. And you will ultimately perish, sadly. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth, earthy. The second man is from heaven. Paul's sentence reads literally. The first man of earth, made of dust, the second man of heaven. Here, Paul is looking at origin run, one from the dust or human, one from heaven. The ultimate outworking of the context says man has two modes of existence one human like Adam and one glorified like Christ. When Christ returns, he will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. This is what the Bible says. There is a day of resurrection coming. But as is the earthy, 48, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. And just as we, brethren, have borne the image of the earthy, Adam, so we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We're going to be like him. I'd like you to turn all the way to 1 John chapter 3 and we're done. 1 John chapter 3. Just almost to the book of Revelation. The reason that this happens is because God loves us. And we have ultimate hope. I heard a story of a woman who, she knew she was dying of a terminal disease and her pastor visited. She had her memorial service planned, the songs she wanted, the scripture she wanted preached on, all of it. And she said, oh, one more thing. I want you to bury me with a fork. And he said, what? Yeah, I want you to bury me with a fork because I want it to be a symbol that the best is yet to come. You see, when we do all these potlucks, pastor and I've been involved in, we'd have the meal and then we always have dessert. This is Christians, right? We know a new body's coming so we can eat a little bit of dessert, right? So, and, and I always think of that fork that goes with the dessert and I want that fork to be in my casket as a sign that the best is yet to come. 1 John 3, 1 through 3. See how great a love, 1 John 3, 1, the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. It has not appeared as yet what we shall be. We know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Every pastor's been taught at the end of a sermon to ask, so what? What does this mean to the group that you just preached this message to? Here's what it means. Since the resurrection is true and reasonable and has already happened in the very history in which we live by Jesus rising from the dead, here's what it means to me. It means I can face any challenge this life throws my way with hope. It means I can face any challenge that's thrown my way in this life with hope. And that's my prayer for you. Because I know a lot of you, when you hear subjects like this, you can't help but make it personal to your own losses, and that's very natural. And the resurrection tells me I can face any situation or difficulty with hope. I was thinking of pictures, and on my cell phone, uh, I have a picture of my father. Uh, It was a picture of him and my mom at a high school prom where my mom became the prom queen, and he was crowned the king of the prom. Uh, I have not seen very many pictures of my dad, so... Uh, I took a picture of that picture, and it's on my phone. And every now and then I just look at it because I wanted to see what he looked like. I I never really saw him in my life. And I looked at his eyebrows, and they're similar to mine. and, (laughs) and And he's 18 in the picture. And I'm like, that's my dad. I have no idea if my dad got saved. I don't know. But if he did it's going to be pretty cool to see my dad again and probably see him about the age that that picture reflects. These are some really interesting things to ponder, but there are things that are anchored in the word of God and they give me hope. Jesus, you are the anchor of our souls and you are our hope and we're about to take communion to remind ourselves of how this all happened, that you, you allowed your flesh, you died, you tasted death for all of us, and then you rose to blaze the trail, to set the pattern, to make the way possible for me to experience a resurrection. You are our living hope, and hope is alive for those who are alive in Christ, and I want to put this before you if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, if you don't have this hope beyond the grave, if you want to know this hope that will help you face every challenge of life, he's available. He is hope. But you have to ask him into your life. And it's just something very simple, but probably the most profound moment of all of our lives. Jesus prayed, if it's you, please save me. Thank you that you died on that terrible cross for me. Thank you that you rose from the dead to defeat death of my mortal enemy. I trust you with my soul, with my future body, with all that I am. I want to be an ambassador of hope to others. I turn from my sin. I want to put it away from me and I want to follow you. Would you save me on the inside? Be with me, Lord. Live inside of me. Let me be born again to that living hope. Father, for those who may be confessing for the first time or maybe coming back home, and for the sweet, dear saints that are here today, may that living hope encourage them as we face the challenges of this life, but always with an eye on what will last forever.
0: You're listening to the Resurrection Body Part 3 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Remember, this is a listener supported ministry and we appreciate anything you can give to help us broadcast and podcast our program. Our mission is to equip you with the knowledge of the Bible in a way that you can use it to reach people in your life that don't believe or are struggling. So thanks for contributing to our ministry so we can keep equipping believers like you. Click the donate button on walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH to give whatever you can. Now, tune in tomorrow for Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance's special message called Faith That Works.